Hi, my name's Madalena Kay, and I'm the host of the podcast AI and You, produced by Europod in partnership with Podium Podcast, Agence France Press, and Cora Media. In AI and You, we deal with the history of AI and how it is having an impact on our lives. From social relationships to employment, from climate change to wars and security. Is AI changing our world for the better or the worse? Come and check it out for yourself. Subscribe to AI and You wherever you listen to podcasts. Europod. This entire ecosystem is going to be heavily, and I mean heavily, affected by this. I don't know a place where people can go and establish a community like this at all. There's just something special about this place and about the people here. Bruno Costa is a Porto-based musician who records dark, explosive metal as Spiralist. In autumn 2022, Bruno became the president of a musicians, artists, and shopkeepers association called Alma Stop. Alma Stop was set up to protect the interests of the people who use the spaces at CC Stop, more simply referred to as just Stop. Stop is a four-story shopping center that has been sustaining Porto's underground music scene for more than 20 years. It's home to an estimated 500 musicians who currently use and maintain rehearsal spaces, studios, and workshops. But today, the continued existence of the Stop community is under threat from the local authorities. This is Europe Talks Back, a podcast that uncovers impactful stories from across the continent. My name is Julie Simond. In today's episode, we're in sunny Portugal, following the story of a musical community space and the fight to keep it open. On a sunny morning in early September, we walk down the busy streets of Porto, buzzing with coffee drinkers until we reach the stop building. Bruno is talking to two other musicians when we meet him outside. He has the morning off from his job teaching English. Bruno is easy to talk to. Over iced coffee at Donau, a local cafe and music venue, our conversation moves from literature, his favorite author is Cormac McCarthy, to new metal and the Deftones. Once inside stop, a band can be heard rehearsing in another room. It's quite early in the morning, so it feels a bit surreal. Bruno explains that they're just one of the hundreds of musicians at Stop who enjoy the creative freedom afforded by the center. When it comes to music genre, there really is everything. I mean, you can come here at night and just walk through the halls and you will listen to hard rock, you will listen to blues music, you will listen to jazz, you will listen to hip-hop, you will listen to really everything because it's not about a, a genre really, it's about making music. Bruno, who was born across the river in Vila Nova de Gaia, moved to Porto in March 2016 and was first invited to join Stop by a friend. He started renting a space towards the end of 2019. He says it was incredibly convenient as a rehearsal space and wanted to stay because of the people, the environment, and just how charming the building felt. Throughout the years, it's been amazing how the building itself and the community itself has provided me incredible experiences and I've met a great deal of fantastic people as a result. Most of the people who I've played with in the project that I currently have, which I've had since 2016, are people that I've met here and formed bonds with and that's meant the world to me, of course. 
The stop building was initially conceived as a car park, but was repurposed as a mall in 1982. The imposing building looms over the bustling Rua do Heroismo in the Bonfim neighborhood of Porto. About a 15-minute walk away from the city center and not far from Porto's famous Douro River. During the late 80s and 90s, the shopping center, which housed a dance hall on the top floor, fell victim to Porto's decreasing inner-city population and went into decline. It was left largely unloved until a group of musicians decided to make it their own in the early 2000s, striking up an agreement with the building owners for reasonable rents. The mall's array of empty rooms were turned into rehearsal studios and workshops. A handful of shops have also coexisted alongside the musician spaces over the years, including most recently a flower shop and CBD shop. Although the musicians don't technically reside on the property, it has been like a second home for many of them. Some of Portugal's best-loved bands and artists have since frequented the space, including Throws plus The Shine, Arnatouche, Violeta, and Solar Corona. The center holds personal significance for Bruno. He actually played his first ever gig right here, at Stop. That gig dates back to 2013. At the time, Bruno was playing with his former band, Blackbird Prophet. He recalls the show and his experience at Stop. I could tell immediately that there was a community of uh, people here who were all working on their craft and really cared about what they do. And it was very interesting being introduced to the place, and I will never forget the show. As mentioned earlier, however, Bruno isn't just an active member of the Stop community. He's also the president of Alma Stop, an association of musicians, artists and shopkeepers who thrive within the building. Bruno says he was encouraged to get involved with Almastop because he had started to worry about the future of the space. I just wanted to be aware of everything that was happening with the building. And there have always been rumors circulating around town that we might have to leave at some point. But there were no specific, let's say, threats of any kind. We didn't really know if that was going to happen. And in fact, I believe that the majority of the community didn't think anything would ever happen. But I was worried, so I joined in 2021. Bruno says the role of president has been quite a ride so far. It's been a roller coaster, really, talking to the media a lot, trying to establish communication with City Hall and just political forces in general to make sure that our community stays safe, but also together. In fact, STOP has been fighting for its survival for years. Because where there's an alternative culture thriving outside of the mainstream, there will always be opposition. And what happened next was the first nail in the coffin. Os acordes, as batidas, as vozes ampliadas ecoam nos corredores do shopping falido. On Tuesday, 18th July 2023, Porto's municipal police turned up at stop and sealed off more than 100 individual rooms without prior warning. A statement from the Porto City Council released that day said that 105 of the 126 rooms were being closed and cited their reason as a lack of operating licenses but added that this was not a closure process. The municipality guaranteed that the 21 rooms with appropriate usage licenses were able to stay open. The statement read, This is not a process of closing the shopping center. 
This is a process that has been going on for more than 10 years with the municipality having, over time, accumulated complaints from the neighborhood. When the police came here and closed the majority of the rooms because at the time what was alleged was an even uh, lack of safety. At the time the city hall was saying that the majority of spaces here did not have a license to operate. However, according to Bruno, authorities have relentlessly brought up different reasons for attempting to shut down STOP. There's always a different issue. It's either a lack of licenses or it's safety, or uh, we've also been told that we produce too much noise, which is, as far as we know, just not true. There are so many places here that have acoustic protection and all. But anyway, so after they closed most of the rooms on July 18th, the demonstration was booked for July 24th. The week following the police operation, a protest was organized. Thousands of people took to the streets on the 24th of July to call out the closures. Bruno was impressed by the turnout. I was expecting around 500 because that's more or less the amount of people we think are in the building. Then a member of the police force told me that it had actually been between 1,200 and 1,300. But then we also read an article which mentioned 7,000. The protest helped to draw national attention to the campaign in support of STOP. I think that it was a really good demonstration of not just how important this community is, but how much people care. And it's not just musicians, it's also promoters and club and venue owners. It's just people who are worried and value arts and music in general. It meant a lot to us and it demonstrated how significant this is. Following the protest, Porto's mayor, Rui Moreira, allowed STOP to reopen on the condition that it took up certain safety measures. A fire truck had to be stationed outside the building with five officials for at least 12 hours a day, and there were also restrictions on building entry times. But the events of late July are only the latest stage in an ongoing struggle which sees independent culture in opposition with neoliberal public policies which seem to go in the other direction. One of the main arguments powering the work of Alma Stop, Bruno's association, and more generally the campaign in defense of Stop, is that independent culture in Porto is being gradually wiped off the map. From slogans like Stop Cultural Evictions to Cities for People, Not for Profit, the numerous signs and banners seen at the July protest appear to illustrate these underlying sentiments. But what would a shutdown of Stop mean? So what this means is that hundreds of bands are going to disappear. And when hundreds of bands disappear, that also means that venues will not be able to book as many shows as they used to book. And, as Bruno says, it's not only about Porto. There's a considerable amount of bands here who also tour internationally, so that's going to affect them very heavily as well. Initially, we might think that it's just a local issue, but it really isn't. It's a national and, to a certain extent, international issue. So it's going to affect the entire city very, very heavily. Bruno's own musical projects have already been heavily disrupted due to the limitations imposed by public authorities. According to the European Commission, 
Portugal allocated just 0.6% of its government expenditure on cultural services in 2021, ranking it among the lowest in Europe. Also in 2021, cultural professionals in Portugal gathered to demand more support during the pandemic. Meanwhile, earlier this year, Lisbon saw a hundred-strong crowd unite to demand better funding for arts and culture. Protesto convocado para o mesmo dia em que o Ministro da Cultura é ouvido na Assembleia da República. But the bigger picture is not only about a lack of public funding. Broader market dynamics are at play. Protesters in Portugal have taken to the streets in their thousands to rally against rising house prices and rent. Rental prices have jumped 65% since 2015. In Porto, escalating rents continue to push many artists out of the city centre. It's a familiar story, one played out heavily in Portugal's capital of Lisbon and throughout the rest of Europe too. Gentrification has happened in Porto to a considerable extent. That's very clear and many locals agree on that, especially the ones who have been pushed towards the, the peripheries and have had to move somewhere else. Portugal has seen a rise in property prices largely driven by interest from foreign buyers and investors. We are obviously very afraid that there might be some kind of interest in the building from a touristic standpoint or real estate standpoint. In fact, according to the construction industry publication Construir, a tourist and real estate construction project has been planned for the abandoned Oficino do Ferro, a different plot of land that's also on Rua do Heroismo. However, until now, Bruno tells us the Porto City Council has denied that a similar construction project is planned for the stop site. At the beginning of September, after having weathered the attempted closure in July, and in spite of their attempts to fight the evictions, the stop community was served a new eviction notice. According to the Porto City Council, the building does not meet the requirements for fire safety. This covers a lack of fire extinguishers and emergency exits. Bruno is dismayed, but it's not the end for him either. Now, the argument is that it's for our own well-being and for our safety. But of course, we believe that these problems could be solved over time instead of, you know, they, they shouldn't entail removing the entire community from here. It doesn't seem logical to us. And we're also very aware that even if the problems are solved over time, but we have to leave in the meantime, chances of us coming back are reduced significantly. And we really wouldn't like that to happen. The musicians were originally given 10 days to vacate the premises on the 18th of September, but the notice period was then extended. This is because the building administrator wasn't officially notified of the eviction. According to Bruno, the mayor and the Porto City Council haven't been very communicative so far. We would love to talk to the mayor and to City Hall, but the truth is they haven't been communicating with us at all. We have sent emails and we have no replies to our emails. I have tried calling and the calls are rejected. That's obviously disheartening and very bothersome for us. We head to the top floor of the building to continue our chat with Bruno. This entire ecosystem is going to be heavily, and I mean heavily, affected by this. I don't know a place where people can go and establish a community like this at all. There's just something special about this place and about the people here. At last, Bruno discusses the association's next steps. There are many, many, many owners, many proprietors, so 
We want to be in contact with them because we want to figure out what their plans are as well. In fact, although a proportion of those using the stop building have rental contracts, the building itself does not have one overall owner, just a head-scratching array of individual landlords. Many of these landlords have proven difficult to get in touch with. We would love to collaborate with the proprietors of the spaces and uh, not have to leave because our great concern is that we can't come back. And then also what might happen to the space. I mean, I can't say for sure that I know what the future holds, but we all have our fears. STOP will continue to fight the eviction through direct action like protests as well as social media campaigns and benefit concerts to raise awareness. A public petition was launched at the end of August that states the inestimable value of the STOP musicians and STOP as a heritage site of cultural value. The STOP petition has currently obtained nearly 7,000 signatures. Among these are a group of 65 so-called personalities, including high-profile musicians like Portuguese pop icon Lana Dagua and Mimi Cat, who represented Portugal at this year's Eurovision Song Contest. The artists at STOP won't back down until they're allowed to keep what so many of them lovingly describe as their second home. This is about more than music. After all, Alma, the first word of the name of Bruno's association, Alma Stop, translates to soul in Portuguese. And it would not be too much of a stretch to say that many people in Porto consider Stop the musical soul of the city. We've reached the end of this week's episode of Europe Talks Back, a podcast that uncovers impactful stories from across the continent. This show is part of the Sfera Network project and is available on Europod, a network of podcasts exploring European cultures, politics, and societies. April Claire Welsh is the scriptwriter of this episode. This episode was edited by our executive editor, Alexander Damiano Ricci, and produced by Maria Dios. Our sound design is by Jeremy Bocquet. My name is Julie Simont. Stay tuned for next week's episode where our producer will interview April Claire Welsh, our reporter on the ground for this story. Bye.